You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church at church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Thanks for joining us again. In our Back to Normal series, we've been using a character from the Bible. Today we're going to talk about dreams. And if you're thinking about dreams, you're thinking about the Bible, you're probably thinking about Joseph in the Old Testament. They're toward the end of the book of Genesis. And that's who we're going to talk about today. Now, let me, if I can, just sum up Joseph's life, at least the first half of it, okay? So, he has dreams, and he gets a little arrogant, and then he's betrayed by his brothers. Then people lie on him, tell lies. He's falsely accused. He's imprisoned. He is forgotten. He is left behind. Now, when all of that happens to you, there is no going back to normal. There's nothing left to go back to. I mean, you you can't, if everything was the same back at home, you can't go back to normal from that. There has to be something forward. And Joseph's future was to become second in all of the kingdom of Egypt. So going back just wasn't a question for him. I mean, his future was all ahead because he had these, these dreams. And the dreams were the only thing about the past that Joseph held on to. Now remember that, okay? Because we'll kind of come back to there. But what Joseph did is he took those dreams, he held on to those dreams, he, he, he nurtured and remembered those dreams. He did everything he could to, to maintain the dream but he understood the dream was going to look different in the future than it had ever looked in his past. He was not only just his dad's favorite, but he became someone who touched the lives of countless people in all of Egypt and even in the country surrounding because he held on to the dream. He impacted lives beyond anything you could ever imagine. I mean, what, what he had seen in the dream and what he believed about the dream was so much smaller than what God knew the dream was really going to become. And that's the way it always is with our lives. God gives us these dreams and, and, and we start picturing these things. And, and then when it really happens, we realize, wow, I never imagined it would be that big. But that's what it was for Joseph. Now, originally, when Joseph had his dream, he thought those dreams would be fulfilled right there in just a matter of days or weeks probably. But he thought they would happen right there where he was living with his dad and his brothers. He had no idea that it was going to be in a foreign land. He had no idea that it was going to be years later. He had no idea all the people that were going to be around him in the ensuing months and years. But once Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers and carried away to Egypt, he never saw his homeland again. And that was a problem because he was dreaming that this all would take place in his homeland. He wasn't dreaming it would happen somewhere else. And we need to be very careful there because I think that's what we do a lot of times. God shares with us a dream that he has, shares with us what he wants to do in our lives, and then we start figuring it out. We start like trying to fill in all the blanks and, and we start trying to color it all in. And, and we just can't dream as big as God. We need to remember and keep dreaming that, that God's got ideas about this and sees into the future things that we could never see into the future. You know, the next time that Joseph was in his homeland, it was as a corpse. 
He wanted to be buried in his homeland. And so, so he made his sons and, and grandsons, he made them promise that when they ever went back to the homeland, they would take his bones. And they did. And that was the next time he was there. So the next time he got back, think about this, the next time he got back, the next time he went back, he was dead. All the dreams, everything that was going to come to pass had already come to pass. There was no more dreaming to be done. Going back was not the answer. Going back was not an option. Everything has to be about going forward. So now Joseph, Joseph's a prophet. He has dreams, he has visions, and he explains or interprets other people's dreams and visions. So he's a prophet. And let me tell you this about prophecy. A lot of times prophecy isn't fully understood until it is actually fulfilled because we do what I was talking about a few minutes ago. We color it in a little bit. We kind of take a lot of that stuff in the book of Revelation, right? And we say, oh, it's going to be this or it's going to be that. And then something happens. Technology changes or something about the world happens and we realize, nope, that's not it. You know, I think it's going to happen this way. And really, you don't know what prophecy really, really means until it's fulfilled. I mean, nobody could find Jesus when he came and there were so many prophecies about him. It wasn't until they were fulfilled that people began to say, oh, wait a minute. And so the same thing was happening with Joseph. Same thing happens with me and you as well. He could have lost hope, but Joseph didn't let the dream die. He held on to the dream and he held on to the God of the dream. Now, I think that's a pretty good Selah moment right there, you know, to stop for a moment and think about what that means. He held on to the dream and he held on to the God of the dream. You know, one of the things God doesn't do, he doesn't often share with us too far into the future. And I think there's several reasons for that. Let me just give you a couple. One of them is this. If God were to tell us what's gonna happen five years from now in our life, you and I, we'd start coloring in all the, all the, the edges and everything and we'd start figuring it all out and we would mess up what God is trying to do in our life, right? And I think a lot of times also, if God shares too much with us, then, then we run off and we, we do something, well, and then we mess it up. And so then God has to change the dream because he's got to fix what was going on. And so he has to change some of the details of the dream. And so that's why it's so important to not just hang on to the dream, but to hang on to the God of the dream. Let's talk about the important role prayer plays in keeping dreams alive, okay? Now, in Genesis chapter 41, this is the story of Joseph. Joseph has gone through all of this and he's in prison as we talked about before. He was falsely accused and then he was forgotten. He was left behind. And for all intents and purposes, Joseph could easily be saying, well, I guess my life is over. But he held on to this and his opportunity came right here in Genesis chapter 41. Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once, and he was quickly brought from the prison, and he shaved and changed his clothes. He went in and stood before Pharaoh. Did you see that? Pharaoh calls. Joseph gets his opportunity to leave the prison behind where he's been forgotten about. He's been left behind. I mean, he did some good deeds for others, and they just forgot all about him. And he probably thought, I'll just end up here dying. My life is over. But he didn't. He held on. And when his opportunity came, what did he have time to do? Shave, 
and change his shirt. That's all he had time to do. He didn't have time to have a prayer meeting. He didn't have time to call his three best friends and say, I need you to pray with me. He just had time to shave and change his shirt. Too often, I see people, when their moment of opportunity comes, that's when they start getting serious with God. And sometimes you don't have time to have the prayer meeting. You should have already been praying. A little over a year ago, God began moving in the hearts of several leaders at 2911 and stirring us. And we were talking about a stirring. We were talking about an uneasy feeling that we had. And so this year, as we started praying last year, this year we started leading our church to be praying, knowing that God was up to something. And then this COVID-19 hits and, and maybe that's the thing that God wanted to prepare us for. But then all of a sudden opportunity arises. And this past week, as, as you've heard, opportunity has arisen. And we didn't have time to pray and stop everything that we're doing and, and just go to prayer. But we didn't have to because we'd been praying. We'd been getting ready. We were, we were hanging on to some dream that God was stirring in our hearts, even though we couldn't see it yet. How does that relate to you? How does that relate to your life? As you, as you look into your life and say, something's got to change, and I feel like God really wants to do that, and maybe you don't have the answers yet. Maybe you don't see the picture yet, but that's okay because we didn't see it. We didn't know what it was like, but God was just pouring so much into us. We knew something was going to happen, and I want to give that to you as a challenge. I want to give that to you as an encouragement that you know something's going to happen in your life. Something's got to get better. Something's got to change. Whatever the, the battles are that you're facing, whatever the struggles are, that you're, something has to change. And you feel in your spirit that God has not rejected you and God has not left you behind. That's what Joseph did. Everybody else in his life, they'd either sold him out, forgotten about him, forgotten about all the things that they'd done for him and left him right where he was. And he could have easily thought, well, I'm just going to die here. But he didn't. He held on and he was ready in just a moment when the door opened to walk out of that prison for the last time. What are you in today? What are you struggling with? What is, what is your, your battle? What enemies are you facing? Or some of you, I could even ask you, what prison do you feel like you're living in? Don't let that dream die. Believe that God's gonna do it. And he's about to open a door and let you walk free from that prison once and forever. Let's have a word of prayer. And if you've never heard God or felt Him give, give you direction. or He wants to do that for you. And it's real easy to start that kind of relationship with Jesus. I like to quote Romans 10, 9 and 10. I like to use it so many times because the people of our church are getting it in their head as well to be able to share this. And this is my paraphrase of it, that all it takes to become a Christian is to believe that Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he is, the Son of God who died for our sins and took his life back up on the third day and then tell somebody about it. And as we pray, if you want to do that, if you want to start a relationship with him, that's all it takes. It's just believe Jesus is exactly who he says he is and then tell somebody about it. Let's pray. God, I love you again and we thank you so much again for everything that you're doing for us in this moment, in our past, and what you're dreaming for our future. I pray that for someone today who is choosing right now to start a relationship with you, 
as uh, they just move on that faith that is just exploding in their heart right now, that you wash away their sins and you record their name in your records and that you start preparing them a place to be with you for eternity. And God, I pray, Lord, for those that are struggling, those that are in battle today, to not let the dream die. Those that, God, have so many things going on in their life that, that seem to want to uh, distract them from the dream or even kill the dream. God, for those who feel like they're, they're living in prison and feel like they're bound by so many things in their life, I pray for them that they hang on for just a little longer, that every dream you have ever dreamed for them will come to pass. Not because we're perfect, not because we're good or better or great, but because of who you are, because of our faith in that. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.